0: Podcast. You podcast. Why, why don't you do your duty from last week and then we'll It kind of sounds like the start of a Star Fox game or. <laughs> uh, do a barrel roll! Uh, because it's episode number 47, folks! Of the Scrubland Podcast, welcome. This is Daniel Sale here with Christopher Burroughs. How you doing, buddy? Great, I got same by Fox. You, <laughs> and uh, Chris Casby. Hi. You don't have any witty Star Fox quote for us. The fuck is Star Fox? Uh, yeah, I see, I knew I knew you'd be this way. <laughs> I knew I knew, that, I knew that you actually. You're that kid who you're that kid who was like, Nah, man, I'm I'm joining the the after school chess club instead like my parents wouldn't buy me an n64 hey man you want to come over and play some star fox 64 no no
1: i'm playing some backgammon with my brother-in-law sorry
0: sorry buddy i'm rolling two dice and moving around have you ever played reverse eye it's a new game that they put on the computer what
1: no i play real gambling games oh oh. Uh, my mic wasn't on oh well that's fine you didn't say anything. I got saved you by Fox. You didn't say anything that was relevant <laughs> I
0: anyway. Got saved obviously, by Fox. you didn't get saved by Fox. <laughs> you didn't, didn't turn your microphone on. The microphone on. was... Ah! Fox, <sighs> fucked you. God. This podcast is going swimmingly already. Swimmingly. Uh, folks, uh, sorry about not getting an episode last, out last week. I was out of town. Chris Burrows was out of town. Things Things got crazy. Yeah. As they are wont to do. And guess what? We didn't have anything to talk about anyways. So I mean, okay. I mean it, I standard was, was kind of crappy. So.
1: Standard. Uh we were waiting for pros to kind of tell us what the good decks are. I and... mean, me, me and Chris
0: Burroughs took over an extended event. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Really cool. I mean, that, that was that was within, yeah, within the last, you know, last time you heard from us, we were real excited about overextended. Uh I brought a mono blue fairies list with Jades and Riptide, Riptide Labs. Lab. That's and uh hot. Chris Burroughs uh was like Well, I don't have any cards, so whatever you want to do. And so I thought real hard about it. I tried to build a zoo deck, and I couldn't really come across anything I really wanted. I I was going to give him event deck zoo from my article the other day, but, uh, you know, it it wasn't really feeling right. I didn't think it was going to be competitive. So I just said, you know what? Uh, 2009, PTQ results, Roanoke, Virginia. I'll give you the exact same list you played. To, uh, to a PTQ eight. top eight, mm, and so you know what—that that is the best thing about overextended guys—is that I gave Chris Burrows a deck from 2009. That the the only update we had was Vampire Nighthawks in the board and surgical extraction over extirpate. Those right. were
2: really really the only updates right. at all. I, I did play. Um... Engineer Plague over Tombstalker, so I wouldn't die to it anymore. I mean, Dark but. Confidant flipping a Tombstalker <laughs> is pretty bad. <laughs> but I love it so much. You die to it. You take eight. I top-aided that PCQ, sir. You took oh, eight. I Maybe twice. <laughs> no, I, I took 24 damage off Tombstalkers that day, and I top-aided. It was good. Uh,
0: good, nice deck. Thank right? you. Uh, I mean... Umazawa's Jedi and Kitchen Finks go a long way towards mitigating the eight damage you took <laughs> for no value. But it only costs two <laughs> in that deck. It's the best part. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you you guys wanted to hear about Overextended based on our last podcast. Uh, overextended is alive and well. Uh, That's not true. It's have... so
2: fun. Like, you can just do anything. It's like everything you've ever been nostalgic about it playing. It needs to
1: be better. We need to have more people doing events. All
2: right. So, so here's the...
0: And I, I would love to write an article about this, but I can't figure out how to write it without being an asshole. Trust me, I've tried. Um, the format is really, really Wait a minute, good. wait a minute, wait a minute. You actively tried not to be an asshole? I That's really, really hard I to really believe. tried to not offend people. And I can't say this or write an article without offending people, so I'm sorry. But uh, Overextended right now is a very good format that is very open, and people love it because it's so open. And it's similar to Legacy... In that regard, that's why I. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. And unfortunately, because the format is so open, and because there are not enough "quote unquote" people working on it, even though I understand a lot of people love this format, right? There still aren't enough people working on it to provide actual relevant results to tournaments to actually drive a real metagame. And it's similar to legacy in that regard because legacy is so open that. You can do anything you want to do. And so I believe that in Legacy, as well as Overextended, there are strategies that just aren't being exploited. There are cards that aren't being exploited. The next best deck could come from
2: you. You just got to go out there and try it and find it. You, and you want to hear the uh, – th- this is a conversation that me and Daniel Sale have had multiple times over the past couple of weeks. But it's, uh, it's something that kind of – it's like – it's one of the biggest roadblocks to uh, Overextended right now is Casby uh, eating his microphone. Oh. <laughs> that is a big road Ma- mouth, literally all the way around like the microphone, completely all around. It was pretty really
0: wild. Um, so, uh, you got some experience with that, sir? Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you uh, deep throat a tangerine? No, awkward. Uh, okay, just saying. You How you even do that's that? like choking to death, isn't it? Just swallow a tangerine whole? Yeah, I mean, well, no, you don't. You don't like. You don't swallow it, but you just like put it all in your mouth and then chew it up. That's not deep. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on.
2: you <laughs> just like the most awkward. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Deep throating is oh, when you stick oh, a cock worse. in your mouth and chew it up. Yep. <laughs> chew no, it the fuck no. up.
0: If, you're using, if you're using your teeth. Chomp, chomp, chomp. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really good blowjob you've given someone, sir. Uh, oh my god! Any blowjob right. that involves the terms "chomp, chomp, chomp"
1: is not a very good blowjob.
0: Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, you got to a her mouth, boy.
0: Get chomp,
1: in. chomp, chomp. Get in there real nice and deep, like. You know, you know it's gonna be a sexy time when you go pick up, go pick up your date. And she's just got like these huge chompers. It's like, man, what am I gonna do with those? Oh god. Go out for pizza, chop, chop, chop. Oh my god. Go to the movies, eat popcorn, chop, chop, chop. <laughs> okay. it's <the> boner kill
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm you, dying you know right about now. you know about like the hole in the bottom of the popcorn bucket what if you try and pull that move <laughs> what if you try and pull that move she might be into it and you're dead <laughs> oh you're <no>! fucking dead. <laughs> she's like chomp 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 <laughs> oh no
2: <laughs> Kill me now <laughs> oh God <laughs> all right so <laughs> Ruby <laughs> <hurry> on. <laughs> If we can. All right, all right, all right.
1: So we missed last week. So we're gonna we're gonna cover a little bit of what we were gonna cover last week if we weren't so lazy and off the wall, out of all over the place. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> overextended that's a hell of a format right Yeah, uh, yeah
1: overextended's a real format
2: i i, I just want to I, I do actually want to finish my thought though is, okay. is that is that I uh, one of the best decks right now because okay a whole bunch of the decks right now are land-based strategies especially one of the most popular ones is a glimmer post and cloud post strategy and oh i, I like think, that combo uh, that one's sort of fallen off a little bit but it's, well, it's it was, still it's still successful it's one of the most popular ones and, or uh, from what i've seen and uh, i uh, just seeing all the decks in the format why is the old uh you know Teravore, uh <sighs> devastating dreams deck not available and what daniel sales said was that it's no longer uh, it, it's it's not actually viable because the cards cost so much on moto and it's a moto driven format being a moto driven format
0: guys i'm i'm sorry to say i really wish that this format was More what like it's vibrant. It really is. And a lot of people are very passionate about it to the point where I can go in the tournament practice room, type overextended and make a legacy of a tournament or or game and and actually get games. Like people are people are have overextended decks and they're checking the tournament practice room often enough that you can just practice overextended. Which is actually kind of I mean, that means that there's a lot of people interested in the format. And that that's cool and all, but the fact that it's a moto-driven format means that Pernicious Deed is not there, Teravore is not there. Right. There, there are some, there are some older Those cards. Card... Cost a whole it's, bunch. it's the older cards, and I like. I price checked Pernicious Deed today. I think it was like thirty-four dollars. And I mean, a playset is one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, you know I mean, it just, it's, it's tough. It's tough. I, and I understand. <laughs> and I mean, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't pushed myself into that realm yet either. And I understand. I really wish Overextended was you know, was there right now. And I feel like the more paper events that we can get going, uh, worldwide overextended day on July 2nd or July, it was fifth, 5th, something like that. It was two weeks. Um, ago. <laughs> it was a, it was a really exciting event, uh, that we, that we got to go to that yeah. we, you know, that, I mean, I got our, the smallpox people. I'm so excited. Our event that. had, <laughs> our event had what? 16 players. Something yeah. It was 16 exactly. And yeah, it was, you know, for a local event in paper and 10 proxy. I mean, that's a, that's, Exciting. Yeah. And I was a little upset about proxies, but I mean, I ended up using them too. So, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Well.
2: Because you cause you found out counter spells cost one dollar a piece.
0: <laughs> I was I was like oh well I'll just go to the store and get counter spells. It's no big wow. deal. Probably like twenty five cents. have counter spells
1: I have. In my exa- house? Well
0: exactly. And I was like oh well Counterspell, that can't be very <laughs> valuable because I mean whatever. And I got to the store and they said one dollar a piece. There's like and a I, million copies and, of Counterspells. And I told him I'm like no I'm not giving you a dollar a piece for Counterspells. That's a rip off. And he said you know what I wouldn't charge you a dollar a piece for Counterspells, except yesterday a guy came in and bought six of them. For a dollar a piece. Also, he said,
2: I have some crappy Japanese... I mean, it's Japanese, a dollar card. It's
0: a good card. But, like, who but buys six of a card?
2: He said, I might have some crappy Japanese ones that are, like, white-bordered and terrible, and I'll sell them to you for 50 cents. And you were like, no, give me some planes, I will proxy serve. Yeah, I said, basic
0: planes and a Sharpie, please. Also, that pissed I me mean, off in
2: the last round, but...
0: <sighs> I had to beat Chris Burrows in the last round, and then neither of us made top four. Right. Well, you didn't
2: have to. You could have scooped to me, and I would have top four. But
0: I don't care if it's an unsanctioned event. I'm gonna beat you, sir. Yes, sir. I won by all means. I won, and then neither of us got prizes. So there. Well done, sir.
2: (laughs) Well done. I wanted to punch you so bad. Um,
0: (laughs) Overextended is a really cool format. I really like it. I've got a ton of the decks online. I've, I've I've played a lot of it. Uh the format is real guys overextended is a real format that you really should if if you're looking for a change of pace from standard and let's face it extended right now being four blocks is sort of a joke overextended is where you want to be uh, mtgoverextended.com is the website go there check it out moving on yep moving on to all of these standard decks we have we have God, five we-, we have five pages of standard decks here to go through guys they're all awful. I mean, uh, they're all like, I, I do you don't really think like that standard, standard is that right bad. Standard, standard can't be no, that I bad. No, I think right standard's now. great. I uh, think standard's great right now, too. And Chris Burroughs got all emo earlier while we were I testing did. because he was like, I don't think there's a rock, paper, scissors metagame. Everything just seems random. Well, you can just play whatever you want. It's really hard is, now to
1: build a deck that just because before I just had to beat
0: Cobblade. Right. So, like, there's not a best deck to aim now for I have at I beat the moment. everything. <laughs> yeah. The format. Is – I feel like these results from this weekend – M12 was only out for – what? it was legal this A weekend. Week. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean you had to – it's the same thing we we saw happen last year where I don't know how many boxes of M11 people had to open, but – everybody seemed to have a primeval titan
2: yeah everyone had. And, you remember that <laughs> japanese mean, nats it was that weekend right and ev- like the top eight was all primeval titans yeah, so if you time. so
0: if you go back a year and you look at japanese Nationals from last year it's all primeval titans and we couldn't even figure out how that happened because it's a mythic rare and right it had come out that week right so it was like all the primeval
2: titans in much, japan were
0: in the top eight. i mean so how much product do you have to have opened to have that many Primeval titans. I don't know. And so it's basically everybody that could get Primeval titans Whoa. was gonna top eight. And you know, that was that was kind of a known quantity at that point. So Real quick. I mean, people knew that was gonna happen, right? Where is
1: the list from Japan? The blue black list. Nope, <laughs> there it is.
0: Do you want to talk about Blue Black Control?
1: Yeah. I want to talk about this deck. I would deck. love to
0: talk about Blue Black Control. I want to talk Black about Control. this deck and this deck. All right. So we're going to he talk about Shoude Shode- who is a Japanese all-star, which they they played this up so hard in the coverage, right, mm-hmm. of of this. They they picked like eight or ten players that were Japanese all-stars that had some notoriety to their name. A lot of Japanese players have a lot of notoriety to their name, to, to the fact that they're in the Hall of Fame, they've won Grand Prix, they're world champions. There's, there's a lot of very good players at Japanese Nationals. So the results we're going to talk about here, you shouldn't take them lightly. Right. Well, Shaduyasuka, sh- Yasa, ya, yasaoka.
1: yasaoka, whatever, however you say his name, uh, looks like he just played a Highlander deck.
0: Well, he's right. Played, that's okay, cool, so right? he's got four Tesserets.
1: There's four Tezzeret, there's four Everflowing Chalice, and three Inquisition. And then everything of else is everything sort of else is ones and twos. A hodgepodge oh. of stuff. There's three about three Preordain. Sorry.
0: Okay, so it's blue-black control. It's right. blue-black control, and he's playing a lot of Highlander-type cards, or a lot of two-ofs, because this is supposedly the kind of deck that he just wants as many options as possible. He's got a Preordain to him. Does right. he have any... Is Tezrat the only Planeswalker? He's not using Jace's? Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's really... In... No, he's got two Jace Beleren. Okay. So, uh, it, mm-hmm. it it it's a very interesting deck list that... It's got torpor orbs. It's got tesserets. It's got a little bit of everything, and it's gonna kill you with a little bit of everything. Even even the <laughs> side even the sideboard. I had to make extra room and, it's, and it's gonna type extra you, stuff it's out. It's gonna kill you with the sorin's vengeance. Which is so cool. We had to look this card up. Soren's Vengeance. No, we don't what? say we. No, I, I know so, exactly yeah. what that card is because that
1: card's awesome. The card's really cool. It's like an easier to cast cool ultimatum that doesn't make them discard cards, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, it'll, it'll tell me about it because I, I, I uh, didn't four, know what it did. It's
1: a sorcery, for triple black. Uh target player loses ten life, you gain ten life. Which was not a card
0: anyone
2: expected to actually good. It must be have been good. one of the like last cards spoiled. I didn't see it until the pre-release, and when I saw it, I was like, is this a thing? Like well, I also helped build like eight people's decks in the pre-release, which was pretty cool.
0: So I think that a lot of people and I crushed them all.
2: <laughs> no, nah, I well, the first day. But I think <laughs> it, it's it's really interesting that Wizards
0: is is still providing the support spells for planeswalkers that have their name directly in them. Because, and they all do something that interacts directly with the planeswalker. So, well, like, I think it's funny. Soren, set your life to 10, kill you is, is the intention. I think it's funny
1: that so long now, ever since Soren's been standard legal, everyone's kind of boohooed him as not being good enough for right. constructed play. But here we see this seven drop.
0: The seven drop that's actually better than the planeswalker <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah, I mean, when, well, like whenever they print a card that says deal ten damage, you have to. You, when was the last time we saw that Goro's Vengeance? I mean, oh. I never saw that. Well, the the it, it killed a it dealt ten damage if they were at ten life, right?
2: And it only costs three, right? It costs four, four. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's a
0: very interesting card that actually saw a little bit of play, and they. People built the deck specifically where they only dealt even numbers even of numbers damage. Even numbers of damage. I saw yeah. that too, yeah. Oh, that had to be exactly 10? Yeah, exactly 10. If their life, da- if their life total is 10, it deals Kill 10 them. damage. So it was a format with no fetch lands? It had uh Pulse of the Fields, which people were using to get away from it. I mean, this is a format that was defined by Pulse of the Fields. So, Yeah. I'm not saying it was a very good deck. Also, it didn't it didn't do very well. I'm glad but, I didn't play I mean, it that time. Yeah, Ooh. I mean like when you restrict yourself to only dealing even amounts of damage to a to an <laughs> opponent, I mean your your deck is gonna have some some problems. It's, yeah. what what was the card that uh you picked evens or odds and things either came into play tapped or haste? Oh it was a cool uh, yeah.
1: it was like one of the Ashling's Ashland's Loring prerogative. Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that card
2: was sweet. So yeah, cute. it was
0: it was kinda like that, where it's like build if you build your deck in a very, very specific way, you get a reward, which is so cool. And I, I don't know, Ashling's prerogative might be better than curve, that. You ignore your curve. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like if 50% you, if percent of your curve, if you want to play some ravaging griff worms, let's, let's get it on. <laughs> um,
1: so. so his deck was a Tesseret list that just uh, uh, it actually ran kind of light on artifacts, so far as I could see. Like one worm coil, one batter skull, uh, four chalice, three ratchet bomb. Two Torpor Orb, two Tumble Magnet. Yep. So it's I mean, I, I guess it's right
0: around. It's enough. Ish, it's like it's like twelve to fifteen, something like that. We're not gonna count it up. But, but um, I I mean for Tezzeret, a lot of times with Tezzeret, don't you just wanna don't you just wanna impulse and find a new artifact? Yeah. Isn't, well, that, I mean, isn't that, that the default thing?
1: Fifteen has always kind of been like the number that everyone kinda of kicks around as like the bare minimum. Because sixty card deck, look at four cards. It's actually five. One and four, uh, yeah. One, uh, one and four is supposed to be uh, artifact. So one and right. five, yeah. One and five would be anyone. good. One. Um, so I don't know. I guess it seems fine. Tesser kind of cool on its own. Just I mean, uh, you have to draw one artifact, I
2: guess. Uh, just to make it a five-five. Tesser a to do. pretty. T- Tesseret's a pretty uh, variable. You get a lot of options with Tesseret, and because making the five five is pretty much never banned, and, yeah. and and impulsing. I mean, you actually you actually impulse a lot when you're in a stable position already. Right. Is you just need to close the game with your artifact options. Right. So on the flip side, I want to talk about Shota Takao's
0: list. Who who he only top eight. I think Shadow Oka also he didn't make the national team. I think he lost in the first round of the top eight. Um. Shoutout to Cow has a much more traditional blue black deck that's using uh, three Grave Titan, a Wormcoil Engine, and then three Solemn Simulacrum, which. Sad Robots. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, in. I I love the new artwork, by the way. Isn't Solemn Simulacrum just a. That's not new artwork, is it? it is in M twelve. we twelve has got badass new. new artwork. He's got like this heart. He's got like this red core going on in the middle. Oh, that's so cool. I wish it was a
2: little bit closer up. I, I do wish whatever. it was a little
0: zoomed in. But anyway, um, I think that it's. I think meddling mage set this precedent where they're not going to do artwork of the person a second time. <gasps>
1: so wait a minute. Does that mean they're going to give us back Shadow Mage Infiltrator soon? Well, With Shadow Ma- artwork.
0: Uh, okay, John that Finkel got his cool. card printed a second time, but. He also never... His card never <laughs> got... Pl- his card never got played. John Finkel's card never got played. What? Originally. Yeah, because Psychotog was format. in the same format. And it was an uncommon.
2: So, like, Psychotog just overshadowed Shadow mage Jungle Trader I'm, immediately. I'm absolutely sure it got played in Limited. But yeah. And, that, and, and
0: like, uh, what's his name? Jens Thorsen? Jens Thorsen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy... His, his card was... It was okay in Mirrodin Block, but it... You know, affinity happened, and it was kind of a mid-rangey card, so... This is where that card needs to shine, and if you got the originals, play them, guys, because, you know, the guy got his picture on a card. He deserves the recognition, right? Uh, I think he played it because it's a fucking sick card. I
2: mean, it's also a sick card. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you play it... Okay, now, <laughs> uh, it, it's, be, it's being played in everything. I see it in the blue list. I'm playing it in my Valakut. It's in Valakut, mostly. Uh, that, that's, the, that's the real place it's getting played. I mean, played. Tezzeret into Psalm Simulacrum is pretty freaking cool.
0: Well... Solemn Simulacrum into Promeval Titan is also pretty cool. Agreed. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of very cool things you can do with this card. I mean, yeah. And, I, I mean, maybe it goes down a little bit in value after the rotation, after we lose Valakut. But, I mean, it's not being used... I don't think so. Look, it's it's in these blue-black decks, and it's doing well. Well, it's not being used for its... Like, we're coming off the artifact block, but, I mean, even as we talked about with Chris Hotwell, this isn't truly the artifact block. I'm Artifacts like don't the matter the block. same way they used to. So... I mean what we're looking at it, it, I mean it's really well, just a
1: colorless card, right? He's he fits really well into this type of deck because it's like a very grindy incremental card advantage type of card. And like I don't know. I mean I didn't I I didn't I was kind of on the fence about whether or not it fit in Valakut. I think
0: I don't know. I still kind of am on the fence. But okay, so let's 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 move to some. But I definitely think it belongs. Let's move to some Valakut decks. I know we've I, I printed up at least one or two. No, so no there's not one. a single one. Oh really? However, all right, I can well, tell then you about then all I just all have they're to They're all playing on Chris back to nature and four
1: naturalized something like that in the board. Well, huh? really, I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's yeah. happening. well, no, there was definitely a list that had X back to Nature's in the
2: board. That is yes, true. and there's also creeping courage. Um, Chris Burrows, talk to me about Simulacrum versus Oracle Muldaya. So there, that's the thing is. Uh, I really like Solemn Simulacrum. I think that the reason that uh, Solemn Simulacrum is getting played in all these decks, and the reason that I've found, is because you, you want to play Connie Hard Expedition, because it's so inconsistent of a card, but it's so powerful, and you also get... It's, it's also the best card in the mirror. If you play it on turn two, you generally win, uh, but if you... Well, assuming that they don't have it as well, but because <laughs> you can't do anything in the mirror that is any kind of interaction uh, interactive unless it's kill their primeval titan with your primeval titan when you play it. Uh, regardless, uh, I I want to play oracles because it's a more powerful card. Um, I'd rather be playing it on turn three and getting the extra land drop and having the added like. Explosiveness on the on the next couple turns, or playing it on turn four with the four lands in, or sorry, turn five with the four lands in play, and getting two extra lands, or even turn four with the four lands in play and, and getting the two extra lands. Uh, but it, it like just the fact that it's a double rampant growth uh, off the top of your deck is pretty good. Also, in in really late game scenarios, it's better than solemn Sim, solemn simulacrum because. You will be digging to more bombs. Once you, if you get into some kind of attrition war with someone, which isn't something that Velka wants to do, but sometimes it happens. Oracle is going to dig you deeper. It's going to get you better. But uh, mathematically, uh, you basically you have the the Calling Heart Expedition, and you always want to hit the land on your four drop, and that's why people are playing it. It's not. It's because sometimes you play Oracle and you flip Rampant Growth, and you're like crap. And then you draw a card and you're like, oh, there's an explorer on top too. Like, you just kind of get hosed by that. Okay. So, Chris Burrows, answer me this question.
0: Sure. At Japanese Nationals this weekend. Sure. Valakut had 80 fielders. Right. And three decks in the top eight. And was it three? I don't think it was three. I think it was only two. It was three. Sure. What were those decks doing? Did they have. what, What was their split on Simulacrum
2: and. Uh, Oracle, Maldaya. Also, summoning trap. Go. Two of them were playing four to Milakram, One was playing three. Uh, a lot of them cut Oracle altogether, though, didn't they? Right. They were all not playing Oracle. None of
0: them had Oracle at all. Right. And, and I feel like that's really important to note because Oracle has been this go to guy
2: for a long right, time. Right. And he's like literally, he's as good as a Primeval Titan if he does what he's supposed to do. But the thing is, the problem is. In best-case scenario, he's better than Solomon Simulacrum, but you can't rely on best-case scenario. You're playing Simulacrum because you always know that when you pay the four mana for this card and it resolves, you get the effect you get. Okay, so at at Japanese Nationals, the the fact that Valakut, I feel like it overrepresented, honestly. It It was all over the place. I I mean,
0: for it to be 80 players, the next closest deck was was 43 mono-reds and then 33 blue-white controls. Uh, 27 Tempered Steels, and then Blue-Black Control at 22. So, I mean, if you add Control together,
2: it's still only 55 players. Right, well, Blue-Black Control not, that's, just... That's still fed. half I of Valakut. Blue-Black Control fed on Balakut all the way up. I
1: think the true question is, how many green-white Birthing Pod decks were there?
2: <laughs> that is a good question. How many were so, there, Chris Casby?
1: God. Uh, so far as I can tell, one who top-aided. Absolutely okay. one. Pretty awesome,
0: huh? And... I, I, tell it. No, he won the whole thing. Oh, did he play no. second place? No, second. Second, second place. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Tamoya Fujimoto. And his deck is... Birthing a, Pod. It has one Birthing Pod. Right. It, it, if you have one Birthing Pod in your deck, I don't really know if I can call you a Birthing Pod deck. Come on.
1: All right. Then it's an l deck.
0: <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> Isn't it just Isn't it just Green white dudes
1: uh, It looks it, like it green white It is green white dudes Oh that's
0: my second Favorite
2: kind of thing. Um,
1: <laughs> It's just I don't know You just look at Green white and you're like Hey that's a cool card That's a cool card That's a cool card i thought this dude Binder pulled this deck
0: yeah, you just open like, your binder, you go to gather, you look at all the rares, and you look at everything like, that generates more than one card when it gets cast. It's
1: like, ah, oh, Ascidic Slime probably does cool stuff. Oh, Birds of Paradise gets me there. Blade Splicer makes two dudes. That's cool. Elishnor, we probably Elish-Nor, just need that's, one of him. That, that, you know, he's, he's a, a legend, he's a one so. of. I can birthing pod that dude out later. Four hero oh blade holds? Why not? But, uh, this seems like a weird number. Three Lotus Cobra. I don't quite understand It, it seems that. like the concession
0: to, I need more space. I guess. Uh, uh, and, but four Nest Invader? Is he really Ford yeah. Nest Invader three Cobra? <laughs> yeah,
2: that actually seems That's a little really weird. Awkward. I w- um, I'd probably go three. And three
1: coil yeah. engines. Uh, I guess if you were expecting a lot of red, that seems awesome. Well, when four, you're cl- Ford Nest Invader and three Wormcoil coil engines, seems like a concession to the fact that he's just expecting. Well,
0: it a lot looks of red. like he's just accelerating out Wormcoil coil engines and elishnorns, right. right? And then hero well, hero, well, hero Nest Blade Hold
1: makes it a blocker when you need him, and yeah. if not, he ramps you when you
0: need him. Well, and then
2: hero bladehold is. Uh, it, You know what's cool about Nest Invader? Clock. You know what's cool about Nest Invader? Is after you play a turn one, birds, you can play Nest Invader and Lotus Cobra on turn two. Gross. Pretty psyched. Yeah. Nobody does that. So, I mean, (laughs) Luis Scott Scott (laughs) Scott
0: Vargas, if you guys don't pay attention to Channel Fireball, I I mean, who doesn't? No. Um, I don't even
2: know what you're talking about.
0: He's been all up on Hero Bladeholds nuts. Obviously. Without any results or without putting out any deck lists, every single chance he gets, he's like. And then I think Hero Blade is going to be really, really good. I'm getting... So I'm, I'm glad to see that the card actually has Sony lived up Hero to some Blade of the hype Blades. that that guy's created. Because I feel like Luis is the only person actually creating <laughs> any hype for this not. card.
2: Absolutely not. Uh, Shaheen Serrani has been saying it since before Call got banned. Well, it loses to Jace. Right. It, like, well, Jace getting banned is huge. Serrani it was it's... playing it before Jace got banned. Let me just put it there. Really? Yeah. That's how good he is. That's how good Ooh. Hero Bladehold is. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's news to me. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, news to you. Well said, Chris Casby. <laughs> you got that. I mean, y- y- yes. Yeah, no, Hero Blade Hold is the, the nuts. It I mean, really it's good. it's a lot of damage very quickly. Yeah. So, I mean, if, Off if, one card. It is I a mean, one card army.
0: It, it attacks, like you untap, you attack. It's really bad for your opponent. They have to wrath, or they're just so dead,
2: right? right. Yes. And they're somewhat dead. They're, they're pretty dead. I mean, Titans beat him, but what doesn't a Titan beat it these days? I mean, but I wonder what to... comes out of turn before Titans. I don't know. I, I mean, He's if a... if
0: you want the four mana Titan, it's a, it's a three four. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Three fours for four that make extra dudes when they attack. It's uh, that's that's really strong.
2: Right. It's pretty strong. That's why everyone's it's all not it's psyched about it.
0: Seven damage attacking.
1: I think it's really cute that he works around Gideon too. Yeah.
2: Because really? yeah, Gideon it says, says it. plus
1: two when you you declare attackers during declaration of attackers, right. so your creatures all have to swing Gideon. Right, but then you can be, make two, two. a trigger ones. that's made after the declare. It right. says tapped so, and attacking. Yeah, so you, can, so you get to choose new attack places for the two little dudes that come out from here. So
0: I can swing at Gideon or other targets.
1: You can swing yeah. all. You have to swing your entire team that's on board during your attack phase at Gideon, but everything that comes into play after that. Wow, can go elsewhere. It's
0: pretty cool. Yeah. That's really exciting, actually. Yeah, it's cute. It's, a, it's, it's a, definitely it's, cute. It seems like a corner case, but not really. That's that's. Important. I mean, with Gideon seeing more play with all the blue-white controls going around
1: now, it's, it seems somewhat relevant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, li- um, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh oh, uh, speaking of blue-white, let's, let's talk about this yeah. Copley deck. Let's talk no, about no, well, no, really? no, Let's talk
2: about the more interesting one.
1: No, we're gonna talk about the deck running a quarter shield.
0: Oh god, that's no, no, no. That's not in the same vein as this at all. But I'll, I'll give it to you. Go ahead.
1: I just want to talk about this, and I'm I just, you about an easy segue about it. Sure, Go uh, I just really like Caleb Durwood
0: You like that beard, don't you? That guy's a nice beard. You're I'm in like love with like, that nice, bushy red beard. I kind of want to run my fingers through it. Not I mean, Chris Burrows, can you, can you provide us with a Caleb Durward type beard? That's no. all. Uh, I don't have. I can't Absolutely grow hair not. on my cheeks, so no. Absolutely He doesn't not. have hair on his cheeks. He's just got a giant, giant chin He's like a lumberjack, beard. dude. Uh, doesn't he like a have a giant have chin lumberjack? beard? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're the only one with a red beard, so... I do have a, a very red beard. Even though your
2: hair... Like, what's going on with your beard, dude? I, I have brown hair, a red beard, and uh, hazel eyes. Blonde so pubes. It's just weird. And blonde pubes, too. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I played Fuzzy with Chris, bro. <laughs> you did, you did. <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to see the blonde pubes later, just let me know. <laughs> Whatever, Gross. you M&M your pubes. Uh, Tell me about this Durward Pure right. Steel deck.
1: It is Pure Steel Paladin with uh, some goodies like. Trinket Mage to go get your Bassless Collar of Flare I love a Trinket Mage. Uh, it's got some Etch Champion to just force through some damage with your Sword of Body and Mind, Sword of Feast of Famine, Sword of War and Peace. Um, this deck looks goofy bonkers. How does this
0: deck even exist without Stoneforge Mystic? That's my real question. Is, it, it, it looks he, like a deck played, that's tailor-made for Stoneforge Mystic.
1: He said that when he was playing this deck when Stoneforge Mystic wasn't banned, he said most of the time he was just going to get a Bassless Collar. Wow. Okay. And so he Why? was like, well, if I'm just going to get Basilisk collar most of the time, trinket Mage does that, I too. mean, but it's not...
0: It, so this deck is not using Squadron Hawk. It is not using
1: Squadron Hawk. It is using a one-of Glint Hawk, which I have no idea it's um, there. So, You're
0: okay, going quarter shield, baby. Okay, Absolutely. so so here's, so here's the real one deal. One quarter shield, one Glint Hawk for the god draw of a quarter shield Glint Hawk. Hell yeah. This is the real problem this deck has, is that without a Pure Steel Paladin in play... It kind of doesn't do anything at all. No.
2: It, it actually sort of no. sucks. Edge it, Champion it beats
1: baby. with any of the Edge fancy swords I mean, is really good. All right. That is the truth. Core Firewalker seems really good against a, a field of just a lot of
0: red. Yeah. That's that's kind of like the draw of the deck there. Yeah, dude. I mean, you, is, play, you
1: play a Core Firewalker with any of the swords on it? Chris it's Casby, like, oh, God, that's
0: this nuts. deck has more equipment in it than creatures. Yeah, but a lot of them are living weapons. It has mortar pod and flare husk. So, I mean, if you have germ, if you have germ token, I, I, I okay, my my statistics are terrible. I was just trying to bait you there. Mortar pods. Um, you didn't take the bait.
2: That's my problem. What if you automated? You didn't automaton take the bait. Germs. You're supposed to take my bait. Sorry. Um, what if you automated automaton germs? And
1: it doesn't matter that your your numbers are offbeat. Your number of creatures versus equipment because you've got four preordains
0: i mean you have four preordains and you have four dispatch as your removal yeah um dispatch is more than more than often gonna be just a a swords like it's gonna be the all upside swords yeah um in this deck but uh, honestly glint hawk is only there to rebuy flare husk so you can get a new germ okay
2: that's probably the true actually so you can make new dudes for free
0: and that's and that's okay
2: I mean, it's not that's not like a bad play or anything. It's, in it's fact, a it's a one of. There's probably a whole bunch of good stuff we can do with it. Like, me I
0: mean, see. you get that in Mortar Pod. So, I mean, I won't go so far as so say there's a lot of good things to do. With this deck. Uh, but, uh, I want to uh, see, I, wanna this, see. This, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't I can't hey, look, knock I, can, I can't oh. knock this deck too much. It is it has top four. Uh,
1: well, not only that, uh, it was three guys that went there. It was Caleb, Kurt, Peace, and. Uh, uh, one of their buddies. Okay, <laughs> uh, three of them went there and played this deck. Two of them top eighted. Yeah, there, there was go. there
0: was another one in eighth place. And uh, you know what? That's very convincing results. I mean, Caleb's a really good um, player, and so is Nate Peace. I watched. But, uh, I, I did watch a little bit of the top eight coverage. Nate it Peace looked like out. he. I, you mean Kurt?
1: No, not Kurt Spees. Dude's name is Nate Peace. Oh, never mind. P e a s e.
2: Oh, Okay, never mind. I thought you were talking about
0: Kurt Speech. No, absolutely not.
2: That wa- guy sucks. Yeah, that's
0: it <laughs> I watched a little bit of the top eight coverage of this. Of this and I love that guy. <laughs> it seems like the the match that I watched that he, he lost it in, I think, the Swiss or maybe the top eight. Uh, he had multiple dispatches in his hand that just didn't do anything, that which sucks. were which were a little bit miserable, um, admittedly. Know, it was, and dispatch I, seems fine if you have a sword, dude creature it just board. it just feels like a kind of deck Even that if it's just it, dude. it feels like the kind of deck that can lose be, to itself it can lose to itself because it didn't draw the right cards and because you can't get
2: metalcraft. Can, that seems like a good way to lose. no
0: but like it can lose because it has more artifacts than it, it has more equipments than it does creatures i mean if you if if you if this, your opponent is playing a deck that can beat your one creature and you only have one creature be, that you plan to put all your equipment on huh? that's bad pure steel paladin is the linchpin of the whole deck and don't get me wrong. No, he's the engine of the deck. If you have pure steel like paladin if you have pure steel paladin in play, it's really, really good. There but are nineteen. I question dudes I question the fact that can make
2: I just I question not to if mention, germ token is good enough. There are nineteen dudes this deck can make, not to mention six manlands. Okay. There are plenty of... of what, you are the, do man, you what are the things One Ink off, of Inkwoth Ink Nexus. Nexus. Ink, Ink Nexus and Nexus. Nexus with equipment colonnade. on it seems pretty good.
0: If you're activating Colonnade, you don't have the mana to equip it.
2: I mean, maybe a Silvic Life Staff. I mean, there are probably but, some really late games that this deck can create. If you can Feast and Famine, and, and it, that's a that's a war of yeah, attrition. The, the, class, the classic blue-white,
0: Celestial Colonnade, Feast of Famine, you, second main phase, do something. I mean, or, yeah, that's, that's a really good play as well. I mean, I'm not going to deny you that, but... Uh, well, it, I can
1: I can only imagine this guy's game against Valica was very good because he's got two main decks, sort of feast of
2: and two more on the board. Right? He's boarding all four. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's not a bad deck. I I feel like we would be remiss to not talk about tempered steel, though. I mean, there we're there were a lot of let's let's talk about these tempered steel. There yeah, were two, that, There huh? were uh, a couple of them in Cincinnati. There were two of them in the top eight of Japanese nationals. Um, I didn't. I might have listed both of them. Um, <coughs> yeah. The Tempered Steel decks kind of look like a port from the Block decks. Mm,
1: they but look almost exactly like the Block much, decks, yeah. except they have Steel Overseer.
0: Exactly. And so, you know, that Block Pro Tour kind of taught us something. I, don't, I mean, this deck wouldn't be playable if Cobblade was still a deck.
2: Does Tempered Steel die without Steel Overseer? No. I mean, it's a, it's no. a question I have Steel to pose because I would never play that Steel
1: deck. Overseer isn't part of the explosive draw.
2: I mean, the, the most explosive uh, draw it has. The
1: that's the guy who gives you more consistency to the like mid to
2: late game. Okay, well, let me give you an example. Uh, remember that Quest for the Holy Relic deck that no. was all explosion? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, yeah think it was you, really, I think you do, sir. It was really bad. Uh, yeah, well, without the Steel Overseer, that's like that deck's plan B.
0: Yeah, The prob- the, the the difference is... Is that this deck isn't relying on a janky equipment plus enchantment package. Now this deck is all sweet creatures that attack that attack <laughs> totally for a zillion sweet. damage. Yep. Yeah, I'm talking about sweet creatures like, like Volsker, like like, spell, Ornithopter. like Ornithopter and Spellskite. Oh god, I love Those both are sweet of those. creatures that so attack in is. the red zone all the time. Yep. Obviously. Booyah, check out my zero power. Oh wait! Except I have a whole bunch of power because my deck is synergistic. Yeah, and a one-one I mean,
2: one-one life lifelinker. That's what I play in all the deck time. Should just,
1: this it should just be playing fucking. Uh,
0: it
2: looks like a it joke. Answers, it <laughs> is
0: a joke. The deck looks like a joke. I understand joke. that. Uh, the, it's problem all is, synergy, baby. the problem it's just just like is, the problem is that pure Steel and deck it's all synergy. Except <laughs> it can explain. look. It can look like a joke. Except there are decks that play things like Go for the Throat. Guess what? Your Go for the Throat doesn't have any targets. Not a single one. Not true. It, really? No.
2: I think you're lying to me.
0: Uh, Kyle Dubinsky's over here that I have doesn't have any Glen Hawks. my have. has Glen Hawk idols. Okay. Sorry, if you if, if I'm sorry that I gave you the Japanese list with Glen Hawks in it. Obviously sorry, the bro. Japanese have the better deck. All right. Well, I would say I'm so. going to go for the throat that shit all day long. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bro. Uh,
2: Don't call me bro. Bruh, <laughs> I want to play. I want to play. Um, I just want to ignore the fact that uh, this, you want to the, bands the best aggro deck. No, no, I just want to ignore the fact that the bands existed and just play Nature's Climb main again. Like, screw lightning bolts. We just play Nature's Claim again. Nature's Claim main deck. Yep, just it has it. a lot of misses. Nah. in there. people are playing Leyline main now. You got a lot of targets <laughs> in Valakut <laughs> and yep.
0: Mono Red. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, that's right. Shrine of Burning Rage. Solves I guess Similacrum. that's I guess, like, it's Shrine. very relevant. Solemn Simulacrum, yep. He's it, it, the one that'll beat you. If, if I, Nature's Claim, a Solemn Simulacrum, I might just kill myself. Here. It gives him four Get, life and a card? Oh yeah. my god. He, here, here's some life and a card and you've already Rampant Growth, but dude, I am doing it. I didn't take two damage. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right Check now. Check me out in my not taking two damage. Yeah, here's but yeah, but all dude. the advantage in the world. Well,
2: I was at two, okay? I was at two.
0: Oh, you were at two? <laughs> all right, well, good. Nice save. Nice save. Thanks. So, all right. Are uh, we done talking about Tempered Steel? We, we, I feel We're not like talking just,
1: about all these decks.
0: I feel like we just glanced over Tempered Steel. But, the guys, Tempered Steel is a real deck. It, If you don't like all-in style aggro decks, it's obviously not the deck for you. In fact, but this deck is real, Tempered Steel will beat you, and you will be upset about it. And also, you will tell a bad beat story to your friends at the end of the day about it. That's also, Vampires
1: really top-aided. Got second place. It's still a real deck.
2: Yeah. Uh, why? Okay, my question I'm Vampires, posing to the world is... I'm posing this question to the world... Why the hell uh, are there no Mark of Mutiny's main? Uh, I think Valakut's the most popular deck, and that's the card I'm most afraid of. Why are you not playing it, Valicate, Vampire's player? Uh, like what? Are you, how are you beating Valakut? Are you asking a real question? I'm asking a real question.
1: They're just faster than Valakut, right?
2: I mean, they've got all this burn for all those Lotus Cobra Valakut lists that don't exist anymore. Uh,
1: they have all this burn cuz the burn goes to the face too.
2: Well, they've got arc trails. Arc trail like goes Isn't, to the face pretty weak. Is, pretty weak. Okay, what
0: turn does Valakut normally kill? Turn 4 or turn 5? No, no, I mean it's, arc, arc trails are main
2: deck.
1: Turn four. Arc trails in the main deck because it has problems with red deck Winds, okay. and it has problems with Okay. On turn so all, all
2: your
0: dudes seal. are dead. Okay, so I'm just I'm just trying to establish critical turns. If Valakut's is if Valakut's critical setup turn where they're trying to like the best turn you have is Primeval
2: Titan on turn four, right? And, then and you kill on turn five. That Primeval right? Titan can actually kill your entire board yeah. on turn four. It yes. can't kill you, but it can wipe your board, right? And, and you know what's awkward
1: is that you're probably already at like eight life, and all the fucking high board triggers are going to take you to dead.
2: Right? So no, no I, disagree. I disagree. So
0: that's so that's what I'm trying to establish here is that if vampires on the play. Can actually be faster than Valakut, and that's why it is doing this. Because the the vampires deck we're looking at now, it doesn't play any of the hand disruption that it used to. It doesn't play the the threatens that it used to. This like, is a, this is a deck that is the, all aggro all the
2: time. Were all of the Vamp- the Valakut players they were playing against playing Overgrown Battlemate? Because if if so, then they deserve to lose. Uh,
0: and you know, I don't that, know, they got
2: surgical obstructions.
0: That's what we saw a lot in the board. What, that's what we saw a lot today in testing was that. Yeah. The Valica decks that we tested with Overgrown Battlement had issues against the control decks, but the Valica decks that played Colony Heart Expedition were all successful. And those, if you note, Cincinnati and Japan, the only Valica decks that were succeeding had Colony Heart Expedition. Absolutely. Overgrown Battlement is probably the wrong card to play right now, just because it's susceptible to the same kinds of things that a lot of decks have. Like, I mean, yes, Lightning Bolt doesn't kill it, but nobody's playing Lightning Bolt anymore. Everyone has Dismember. Right. So, well, I'll I mean, if you you're what, not brother. dying to Dismember, you're losing to Wrath of God. Right. If they
1: play a turn one Pulse Tracker, I'm going to wish I had a green wall instead of
0: a Colony Heart. Yeah, but so. I mean, doesn't Vampires just Gatekeeper it? Or Doomblade doom it? I mean, there's a lot of things they or can do. They have it? to have it. I mean, it's still a card they but have they, to they use. But they have what? at least... They have seven removals, but they have Dismember and three Go for the Throats that kill Overgrown Battlemen. True story. I mean, you, you can just
2: uh, be it's aggressive with that. Vampire Lacerator or any other two-powered dude, then they're, then you're going to just hope to be faster. So is anyway. that is that Valakut's Nightmare? Is Valakut's
0: Nightmare a turn one Lacerator or turn one Goblin Guide? I, like, I, I know those are two different decks, but is that the worst thing Valakut
2: can see on the other side of the table? I don't know. I've beaten last, I've beaten turn one goblin guide with three teetering peaks before. Like, I'm fast enough. It is fast. (laughs) I've beaten red deck wins when they play a goblin guide on turn one and don't do anything for the next three turns. Uh, those teetering, (laughs) those teetering peaks are four plus they had other spells. I was, I was at one when I finished that game, but I, I did it. You beat, you, I beat mono red at one. I'm a really good player, guys. I'm
0: just, (laughs) what I'm, what I'm trying to say (laughs) is. They didn't
2: top deck the shit out of me.
0: (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. What I'm trying to say is
2: that, that, I uh, matching pace for pace, uh, Valkit is just as consistently fast as Mono Red is. And Mono Red is more likely to stumble. Right. I'm not actually that. Okay, so, so though. why did, so why
0: does Vampire succeed while Mono Red failed? Mono Red was a giant force at Japanese Nationals. I have to assume it was good at Cincinnati at well, as well. And Mono Red didn't put up any numbers, whereas
2: Vampires actually succeeded. Vampires has, I uh, I don't think Mono Red plays Arcturro. Uh, I think that uh, vampires. The reason that they have such an edge is because they get those two for one cards. And they get, they get they also gatekeeper. Get, they they get also get yeah. They get those. They get those two for one cards. They get two two for one cards that are huge, and that's well, gatekeeper right. and archdrill. And the third one that actually matters is claustrophobic. So against well, mana red, here's its
1: why life. vampires is very successful. Okay,
2: I'm not saying that gatekeeper, all the vampires lists beat out the mono red list, but I'm saying that that's why it's the better deck.
1: Here's why this deck is good. Gatekeeper is good against the creature decks. Uh, Cluster Highborn is good against Day of Judgment Vampire Hexmage is good against the other creature ducks And Planeswalkers Uh, Vampire Lacerator is just an aggressive play Blood Gas is good against Day of Judgment This removal package Is good against everything And Arc Trail It's still just burn that goes to the face It's obviously better to clear away for your vampires But like you just need a few points of damage. Well, I mean, I've lost to vampires a lot when they're just like, cool, Arc Trail you. Arc Trail, our trail <laughs> yeah. also Darn, clean, cool. it
0: cleans up some matches like uh, Pure Steel Paladin and Tempered Steel Aggro decks right. and other other mirror matches, uh, red decks. I mean, Arc Trail is for every a deck. really good 2 for
1: There's one. tools for everything that's in this deck. This The Hex Mage in the deck is a little weird.
0: I think Hexmage um, dropped,
1: is a weird. They dropped Pulse Tracker for Hexmage. Yeah, I'm psyched uh, about that. I don't know if that's right or not, but... It, it dro- well, I mean, it can't... I mean, if he was expecting to see a lot of control, I guess that's fine.
2: They can't beat Gideon.
1: That's fine. I mean, that's fair. Yeah.
0: I mean, if you can't beat Gideon, you can't beat Gideon. You have to add include answers to it. I think for Hexmage is extreme, and that might be a concession well, to still, your like expected game.
1: Hexmage is still good against the other aggro decks, too. He's got First track, it, which is not irrelevant.
0: True. It's that's the expected meta game. He doesn't it, trade; he just kills. Exactly. It also, in a pinch, it can stop a colony heart expedition. Yeah. I mean, which admittedly is sort of a bad play, but if you really, really thing, need it to happen, it
1: takes off counters off of a shrine of burning rage too. Which yeah. Is pretty relevant. So there that's, are some
2: really good, there are some pretty good interactions.
0: Um.
2: What else do we have?
0: Oh, can we talk about this Cobblade deck, finally? I want to talk about Hero Bladehold. I, I know you, you poo-pooed this deck, but you know what? <laughs> Poo-poo! poo I, I feel like the fact that... First of all, I feel like naming this deck Cobblade is just an affront to all things magical. It's cargo. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's, you would, it's not. This deck would be called Fish in Legacy. No, if anyone looked fish. at this deck and, what that was a Legacy player, they'd just say, oh, well, it's Fish. Because it is nothing more than white aggressive creatures and blue counter spells
1: they're not even that aggressive it's like mid-range it's like fish weird, mid-range. blue
0: creatures sir it's not aggressive it's got squadron hawk blade splicer hero blade hold those aren't aggressive those are aggressive creatures those i mean
1: aren't... they they're turned sideways creatures but they're not aggressively costed. those are F- right.
0: those are fish creatures i mean like i for for lack of a better term that's what they do like, like, Merfolk isn't a deck in, deck right now, but the fact that all of these guys... Also,
1: everything a Merfolk costs two.
0: <laughs> right, that is the case. <laughs> this is a fish deck. Have you not seen the Legacy deck that's just Exalted Angels and, uh, like, Dazes and shit? Like, it just kills with Yosei and Exalted Angel? Like, that that's called a fish deck. What? Mm. Yes. Honestly, any any aggressive, any white aggro creature plus blue counterspell deck is called a fish deck. Sounds like another case of Star City misnaming a deck to me. <laughs> I don't think so. Go to any Legacy forum. And if I'm completely wrong, then I'll be completely wrong. That's my name. <laughs> my name is Daniel Sale, and I'm completely wrong at all at all junctures at all times. So if I'm completely wrong and this deck doesn't look like fish to you... Then please let me know. Send me an email at scrublandpodcast these, at none gmail.com. None but this deck is a fucking fish deck.
1: None of these, creatures have, <laughs> oh, none of these creatures have gills.
0: Then tell me why I'm wrong. Look at this deck and tell me it's not a fish deck. Honestly, what, it, it is aggressive dudes with Spell Pierce and leak to back it up.
1: It's not a fish deck because you don't have a turn one play that's aggressive. You don't
0: need a turn one play that's aggressive. Island Go is an aggressive play Call, in this deck. Call Blade was a Am I wrong? Like, really? Fish okay, has
1: aggressive plays, and they clean up with counterspells. Okay? Right, exactly. Thank you. This That's what
2: this deck does. No, no it doesn't. No. Okay. This, one,
1: this one is playing counterspells to try and get to, to make sure that it's three or four drops stick. It's still a good aggressive deck. It's just a mid-range this
2: deck, deck Yeah, this deck would be better named Blue-White-Rock. <laughs>
0: You're mixing terms up in such an incredible way, which is way. so awkward. And no, but it's, it's true. Can I see the list? Or are you just no. gonna keep scooting it towards you so you I can't see calling it?
1: Fish. So obviously you're not looking oh, at right. it. <laughs> well, then I guess I guess I, I guess I can't contribute to this conversation. Please,
0: Chris Casby, tell me all about this deck that you just saw five minutes ago. Let me know what's up. Uh,
2: it's
1: got this, it's got Lord of Atlantis in it. <laughs> it's got this. No, no, it's got no. this Curse Catcher in it.
0: Curse Catchers is a good car, We should play that. Oh, got oh,
1: can, vial. We play that oh can we either
0: vile Curse Catchers into play yeah, and then counter yeah, totally. your things? <laughs> I, that's good play. That'd be so sick. make that play. Let's make that play. I, I, I haven't been seeing it lately. What if I either vile a Blade Splicer into play in First Strike what? With Dude? Yeah, that's right. I'm going all overextended on your ass. <laughs> I'm so confused. Either, <laughs> either vile recently unbanned and overextended. Learn it, fools. Right, not even true. Uh, but... Actually true. <laughs> what? Learn it, fool. Uh, this deck still has dismember. It still has a really aggressive clock. It's naturally drawing two Sword of feast and famine, which I find interesting.
2: Which is pretty cool, though. Um, I mean, it seems right. it's playing
1: preordains.
0: I mean, it has preordain. You can you can get there. It, it, it preordain actually seems sort of awkward in a deck that wants to do these things. It, it honestly, it it seems like a concession. It's almost as if it seems like it's a concession a deck. It. It sort of seems like it's not a fish deck, doesn't it? I mean, it, it basically. I was about to say it feels like Preordain could just be Gataxon Probe and you'd be better off, but that's not the style of deck this is. It feels like Preordain is I just think, the the get to my threats again. Yeah, I think Preordain should just be deck. Augury
1: Owls. I'm not even kidding. That's, I think, okay. think Preordain should just be Augury Owls in this deck.
0: Okay, but then you don't have a one drop and you're not fish anymore. What? <laughs> what? Oh, gotcha! Uh, guess gotcha! What? Guess what? No, I will never die. I will never die
1: to a preordained. I mean, <laughs> ain't that the the, truth. the pre- watch? I'm, someone's gonna blow me out with like a fucking preordained and Jason's erasure. The, the previous knowledge in standard was One that card you left never, your library Like
0: you got me. The previous knowledge: what you never ever first turn preordained. First turn preordained is bad. In, in the same way that main phase uh, brainstorms are bad, or I'm sorry, end of turn brainstorms are bad. Uh, that you don't ever make end-of-turn brainstorm. There, there's a whole legacy discussion about this. But uh, in previous standard formats where Jace was a factor, uh, first turning a Preordain was just amateurish. Why would you do that? You don't need to do that. You can just draw a couple
2: cards. See if, you're, see if your
0: draw First turn gets Preordain was out. commonplace with Cowblade.
2: Yeah, but in the original like first couple months... No, uh, in, in Control...
1: You don't play Preordain on right. turn one in, in because the, you don't know what you're looking for. Decks. When you're playing something like Cobblade or something like this that has a game plan in mind that's not reactive, then yes, preordaining on turn one is fine because you know what your hand looks like, you know what your game plan is, and you know what you're missing from your game plan in right. your hand. So.
0: I, in, in this deck, I feel like Preordain first turn is, is a perfectly acceptable play because it's going to set up the rest of your turns. And and sea chrome coast into preordain for the first turn is it just seems awesome, um, I think Ink Moth nexus four of is or three of is a mm-hmm. little bit weird in this deck. No, honestly, not
2: really. It, it doesn't really synergy. have synergy. <laughs> it doesn't really have any ways to really take advantage of it have. other
0: other than sort of feast and famine. And I mean, if you just want to get random poison counters on them for value, it. I mean, Inkmaw Nexus really does just see, seem like a value play to me in this deck.
1: Inkmaw Nexus still plays good defense.
0: I mean, I guess it, he just
2: really didn't want to run any more, th- any more than 8 basics. Inkmaw Nexus does not play that good D. I don't know what you're talking about. What? I I don't like stone writing myself. Inkmaw Nexus on at defense all.
0: seems miserable.
2: What? What,
0: are, mean, you, what like are you blocking? What are you, what are you blocking that, that it's good? Anything. Are you land-flooded? Did you keep a bad? Did you keep a bad seven? I don't. I don't know where you would ever want to chump block. Sometimes with you have to block.
2: <laughs> Sometimes they're gonna beat you with creatures turning sideways. and You want to have something to say. No. I mean, I. You know what? Against it's vamp- not the best play against vampires. But he's a lot better
1: red. blocker than fucking celestial. Colonnade because I mean, Colonnade costs you five. five you have to have six mana. Over. If it's
0: the presidential physical fitness challenge and you just need that extra quarter inch to tell you you're not the fat kid and get the president to sign your slip, then yeah. I mean, that just because you get that extra quarter inch doesn't mean you're not the fat kid. Right. I mean it it means that you I,
1: I was always chubby and I used to kill the V sit and Reach. It means that you
0: it means that you were gonna wake up sore the next morning.
1: What? No, I was really flexible when I was a kid. I used to kill the V sit and
0: Reach. That was the only thing I could do. Oh, That's man.
1: the only thing I ever found in Presidential. The, so
0: so the shuttle run and the pull ups those, <laughs> yeah. those were not your friends. <laughs> and I feel like like does the co- how does the cobblade do in in the shuttle run and the the, the pull ups? I, I feel like it's got it. I feel like it has it all. This this deck honestly looks like it would pass the presidential fitness fitness test. It really does. Oh, if, I, if I had to play a
1: planeswalker package, is weird me out, man. If,
0: if I had to play a deck, I think this is the deck I'd like to play. And you're you're upset because it's got two Gideon Jurors and one Elspeth Terrell. I'm not upset. It just weirds me out. Well, it, yeah. it, if I I feel like one of the plays this deck has that it excels at is that it's got a very good. Curve all the way up. It's just playing all the best cards all the way up the curve. And if you Gideon Jura make them all attack you, and then you swing back for the win because you have all these aggressive guys, is that is, that's not a bad play? I mean, and I feel like that's how Gideon Jura plays in this deck a lot of times. It, like Gideon Jura is not your win condition, but he could be. I mean, more more than that, he just he's, he's like dude, swing it all my swing it all my guys, swing all all of your guys if you get into some kind of board stall. Gideon Jura is just the best board stall breaker. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Sure. I'll buy that.
0: I I mean you have to make a second main phase or at least summon sick. Uh block cool to make a even run even prevent that. Too. Yeah, to even prevent that play. So uh, Gideon Jura seems fine. Elspeth Terrell seems a little bit worse, but I guess you didn't want a third Gideon, so it seems fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've not played this yet. I mean, yet, it might but... just be Baneslayer Angel if you really want another guy or another Sun Titan that's it's what got what a I'm one saying of
2: is it's like
0: Uh, You could just play two Sun Titans. Like, Sun Titan for Blade Splicer seems exceptional as far as an aggressive play, but (laughs) Sun Titan's not really an aggressive guy. It just kind of... Sun Titan seems like the reload guy. We'll see what's really cool about
1: a lot of these cards? Like, Blade Splicer plays good D. Squadron Hawk plays good D. Like, Like, they're just cards that can play well
2: with different... You can set the tempo of the game with whatever cards you have. Right. Like... If if you or or you can match the tempo of the game, I wouldn't say you set it. Not with these cards. You actually you actually match the tempo of the game. Whatever it is that is happening on the board, your cards match it and uh, do whatever your your role is. You play your role very well. As long as you like, this seems like a deck that if you can uh, determine who's the beat down early, you know exactly what's going on right, and you can right. get there.
0: Who won Japanese nationals again?
2: I'm, i I've. I've lost my place. Uh, Ruchi Ishida. Yeah. I,
0: oh, with, with, tempered with, steel with tempered steel. The tempered steel aggressive yeah. deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're seeing <clears throat> multiple aggressive blue white decks at the top. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me,
2: Is isn't that, it? Like
0: white weenie for the win. I mean, it's comeback time. Stand like standard hasn't been in this place in a long time. Where like weenie white decks with crusade effects and and. I mean, the the Cincinnati uh, Tempaskowski deck didn't do...
1: It's been a long time since 1-1 one, one Flying White Creatures. Have, yeah. Like, oh, where, man. Where, yeah, where Vault Scourge is, oh, no, I mean, uh, is the best guy. I being sarcastic.
0: I mean, apparently Vault Scourge is the best guy. Who knew? Well, yeah,
1: once, they, once we dropped Mystic. Isn't you know? <laughs> that funny? 1-1 one, one
2: Flying okay. White Creatures so good in multiple formats in the last year? So I think I think uh, one got, you of the got most spectral procession, Callblade, and uh, what was the other? One? I think one of the most important Agri-O. points. Uh, you yeah, forgot that's Agri-O. A, obviously Augury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the most G-O important before. points
0: yeah. right. so, yeah. that we have to reiterate on this podcast is that Valakut and Mono Red. You must be prepared for. You must be.
2: Yeah, I guess that's the format right now. I'm not be- totally like, psyched about it, but it Valakut getting
0: rampant growth is huge, and if you oh, expect yeah. to go to any tournament and not play Valakut at least once in the Swiss rounds, you are kidding yourself. You will play Valakut at least once in the Swiss rounds, if not more. Prepare you, to lose. You must be prepared <laughs> to beat Valakut. On top of that, Mono Red, be prepared to beat a turn one Goblin Guide. I don't know exactly how you're going to do that. Oh,
2: speaking of, did but you a guys... Lot of, a lot of decks have game against the turn one Goblin I mean, Guide.
1: Blue Black Control is really good against it. You know um, what's really
2: cool is that blue black or sorry not blue black sorry mono red deck that had uh is turn one goblin guys it also has furnace camps which I was like ew that's disgusting why would you ever do that uh and then they have that bloodthirst uh bloodthirst two one one for two uh that can't be blocked except by two or more creatures. It's it's the guy from M12. Yeah. Uh that seems awesome. That guy totally yeah. like absolutely goes uh, the distance I think. Sure. I think it's
0: lightning bolted to death or any removal spell in the formatted to death. Well,
2: uh, any removal spell in the format to death seems like it's not a good creature. Well, actually, most of the Valakut decks are moving from lightning bolt to burst lightning bolt because...
0: That deck wasn't Valakut. That
2: deck deck was just mono red. Right, I'm saying against that.
1: You're
2: You're saying that... You want to yeah, beat, beat Valakot every, every removal right. spell
1: in the format kills it, except for... The
2: ones that people are playing. Except, I mean, people are playing Dismember, but that's such a huge disadvantage at this point. Because and Lightning Bolt. People aren't really playing Lightning Bolt. And Go for the Throat. People aren't really playing Go for the and Throat. And Doom Blade. Why are people playing that? Because Blue-Black Control is a real deck. I
0: mean, if that's
1: the case, it doesn't matter what they're
0: playing. I mean, exactly. I mean, and and basically, but that, against that, the other uh, creature
1: decks, that guy's really good. He's nuts. Yeah,
0: that guy's gonna die to every removal spell. Okay, in
1: the form right. so his banshee angel has the removal spell. Yeah. And so I you, agree. Uh, uh, you're right, DCL. Every deck we should, we play now should have absolutely zero
0: creatures. No creatures, because
2: they died of removal, removal spells. Doomblade no, guy is removal spells. I'm going to play nothing but Thrun. Thrun. Thrun, Thrun and We made a deck already. Booyah. Thrun and Sphinx. Green and Dwaril.
0: blue
1: control yep, with we got Thrun
0: it. and Sphinx. Yep. Aliantrazi, what is your email address? I have a deck for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it does not have Time Warp, I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
2: no, it totally does. Oh, it totally does. It does. We will play with Time Reversal, we, though. doesn't matter oh, if it's yeah. legal or not.
0: Um, I... God. Standard standard in a weird place, right? Is Standard's is, awesome right now. there's I think standard really standard open. is in the place that wizards wanted it to be in, and I think that we've seen that in the in these couple results and the, the results from the weeks past that that we didn't get to podcast. about. If but it was
2: gonna be all open like this, why? That's what they why wanted? didn't they do
0: this weeks months ago? Not even weeks, because months they have a set restriction list, like. When they're gonna do bannings, it they it's at a set rate. All right all right, all right, all right. And stop being all emo about it. It happened. I... Standard is good right now. Quit your bitching. Nerds. Except, except You're all the a fact. Bunch of nerds. Except the fact that there are two Jaces in standard right now. Did you really want three? Really Sure did. Wow. They'd
2: all cancel each other. Greedy, out. greedy, much? Oh yeah, I want to play all three Jaces, don't you? You want to
0: play all three Jaces in the same deck? Yeah, yeah. obviously. Really sick. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking at a deck with fauna shamans and hedron crabs and vengevines and Hell blood yeah. gas and Jace memory adepts in the same deck. And you know what? We might play that at PTQ. <laughs> not? <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say that that deck uh, is gonna get played. So what do we like in M12? I like uh, the new Garrick. Smallpox. I think- I think the new Garrick actually has feet. Um. New Garrick. You're on board. What are you like?
2: Smallpox.
0: And smallpox. And small even though it has no deck right now, Chris Burrows is preemptively on the smallpox. I'm so deck. psyched about this fucking game. We tried we tried to make it at the bar tonight. We right. we were like, oh, let's brainstorm a smallpox. Which is deck. always the best place and to you, make your decks, people. That conversation Absolutely. lasted less than sixty seconds before um, we realized smallpox. Look at all not my playable. deck lists and
1: you will be like, Man, Casby was drunk.
0: <laughs> deck of the week. Deck check of the out week.
1: Awful awful brew of the
0: week. Awful allies. brew of the week mono white allies. Which I immediately made better as soon as I saw it. That's bullshit. Ow. Hero Bladehold. <laughs> not true. Uh, he is not have, an ally. Are uh, we going to have this argument again? You have Adaptive Automaton. You just name Soldier instead. Adaptive Automaton. Uh, Automaton. Tom- Tom- Cost 3. Okay. You name Soldier. Hotter Free Blade, already a soldier. Kazandu blade master. you claim as a soldier. I haven't looked it up yet. Uh, Hero Bladehold, make soldiers. It seems like it's better as a soldier, Lord. Than okay. an ally lord, ally lord seems weak. You're weak. Mm. Good argument. Thank you. <laughs> only, w- only when he's looking at you, baby. Ooh. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just cut a bunch of these creatures and play spell pierce and mana We're not playing any creatures anymore. In the they died of removal spells. Why don't we just? Oh, and then we can play dismembers. And we can play dismembers. We can play one sun titan. And uh, why do we need hotter free Let's play four squadron hawk. It's looking. Uh, uh, do you have any equipment in this deck? I feel like we could play like two sort of Feast and Famines.
2: Nah.
0: No? Nope. That's okay. why it's an awful brew. Oh, it's an awful brew. No, no. no.
1: My deck is more like fish. I mean, I can. That is true. My deck is actually that is fish. totally
2: true. I can
0: give you 10. Tempest- my deck is like. I can give you 10. Temp- turn one drop, turn two drop, turn three drop, protect him with my four drop. Nice life. Get wrecked by Wrath of God. You have no out. It's my Protect deck. them with my spell piers. That's why the spell is in the deck. You were mono-white, weren't you? Yeah. All awesome. my, uh, mono-white in the sense that all my creatures are white. Oh, so you're actually white-blue. Yeah. Even though you named it mono-white. It,
1: well, we can call it Esper Control because there's four dismembers in the deck, too. Ooh. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, I'm back on board. <laughs> yeah, I'm back on board. So I'm back S4 on board. Esper Fish. Yeah.
0: Uh, if you guys haven't seen Casby's awful bruise of the week, uh, <laughs> and you're completely lost as to what we're talking about... Check
1: us out on Scrubland at the podcast at the Facebook uh,
0: you you want to go to the Scrubland podcast page, not the Scrubs page. Right. Uh, you're going to get redirected there first. It has uh, ten million fans. That's not even true. It. Actually if you type has Scrubland, ten million you're just,
2: fan. you're just fine.
0: If you type Scrubland, yes. But if you just type Scrub, you're going to you go end to up Scrubs, at like the TV uh, show. Sarah Chalk and um, that was sexy. Becky. Much much more famous, Becky much more you, famous much more famous guy that I can't remember his name of anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're gonna end up at their really their it? fan page. So huh? do not friend. Uh,
1: there was there was ugly Becky, which was first, and then yeah. there was sexy Becky. Yeah,
0: and she's sexy. Becky.
1: Yeah. It's a lot of liquor in me that's bringing out all the
0: bigotry. <laughs> Email. All of your hate, if you've completely... <laughs> Directly to Christopher Casby. I mean, if you, if you have completely disliked the last, you know, three, four minutes of this podcast, <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. We reserved the address. We got it early. I mean, back when Gmail was in beta, I reserved the Podcast at gmail.com. Wow. And, so, and, Because next week, I needed that a lot. We're going to talk about limited items. Are we Really? m We, m- U- so so, yeah. we yeah. have to we have to draft core set, and then we're going to talk about core set limited. Yeah. I'm actually kind of
2: excited about that. Corset limited is, is, is the most, the
0: most the miserable of, thing ever. That's this why is we need to talk about This it, is right.
2: one of the better core sets <laughs> to
0: draft. I found an archetype that I think I really like. It's interesting. Okay, save it. Save it. No, no, no. Okay, I want people to try it. All right, well, give us a give us a taste. Yeah, I want a taste. I don't want the full. I won't. I don't want the full platter. I just want the sampler.
1: Turn one phantasmal bear. Turn two dusk combat.
2: Oh yeah, I, blue black aggro. i bloodthirst baby. Bloodthirst aggro. Sure. I'm, I'm speechless. I mean, like I'm speechless. I know. There's it's actually right. some aggressive blue cards. There's a lot of aggressive blue which cards. Which is which is pretty yeah. interesting. Some thousand bear is a good
0: one. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the Scrubbling Podcast. Uh, I want to thank my two co-hosts, Chris Casby and Chris Burrows. Guys, it's it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. Right, we're gonna do, we're going to do another cast next week. Yep, promise. Let's see how passive aggressive. I <laughs> <laughs> Chris Grisby did threaten to walk out on the podcast earlier tonight. It's Threats not even me. true. I was On my way. Oh, he was actually out the door, and we had to we had to go tackle. I mean, him it wasn't and, like a mean and, thing. I and was just like, back. I got shit to do in the morning. Let's get this show on the road. Yeah, You know, playtesting and shit. There's there's a lot of Peggle and and <laughs> YouTube videos about how to flirt. These things were important to us. Obviously. We needed to know these things.
1: Can we talk about peggle?
0: Mm. Pe- <laughs> What's a good peggle strategy, guys? I mean, you shoot it shoot p- down. <laughs> shoot straight down. <laughs> I mean. You aim at the balls. I don't know if
1: anyone's seen PEGGLE before. I'm sorry, but it's
0: you like don't, Plico. You don't aim. You don't aim at <laughs> don't all. <laughs> it's like ha- Plinko, okay? <laughs> and I, 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 I'm sitting around oh waiting for God. them
1: to do their shit. So I pick up the controller. <laughs> I play Plico, and I just hit start, right? And apparently, it's on the last level, PEGGLE, okay? The very last level. I did absolutely nothing except fired down. I didn't. I didn't move the little controller little aimer thing at all
0: until <laughs> the last shot firing. where we were like Chris Casby you're almost there you just to just shoot to the left he was like what I'm Go! not even paying attention he's like alright I guess I'll aim so if you've ever played Peggle, and then he won the game if you've he- ever if you've ever played Peggle
1: know you spent that you have no skill it, and you spent money on it you should feel very ashamed of
0: yourself <laughs> Daniel say we're looking at you New high score, Chris Casby. <laughs> Is that what it said? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to awesome. have to go back and beat your high score of you only shooting down. That's right. Well, now you know the strategy. I hope you feel good about yourself. very good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you signed Kaz at the end of the fucking level doesn't mean you're... Uh... Anyway. God. All right. You guys know where to reach us. I mean if you if you're in it if you're in it at this point, you know where to reach us. Come on. Let's, 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 are we are we smoking cigarettes? Why, mean, we, why haven't you turned it off by now, guys? I mean yeah, honestly. Like you're really still listening to this? Oh, Shit. my mic
1: was off the whole time.
0: Oh, well, you know, sick. Nobody wanna to listen to you anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks guys. Love you much. Scrap my podcasts. Episode forty seven. Signing out.